It's time for a mandate. Today we talk to Rory Witt, co-owner of the new Frontier Fitness in Sioux Falls. He's a CrossFit coach, nutritionist. He's going to get us into shape today. Stay with us. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us on Mandate. My name is Joe Obermuller. I'm here as always with my friend Ben Krush. What's up everybody? Welcome to Mandate. Welcome to Mandate. Ben, I'm excited about our guest today. Uh, we we got a lot of important things to talk about as it relates to health and wellness and fitness and everything that goes into that. Thanks for finding Rory. Yeah, we're excited to have Rory. Hey, first off, little... Uh Plug in, check us out at Mandate Pod on the Insta, uh, or uh, drop us a line, mandate.pod at gmail.com. Don't forget to like, subscribe, uh, and tell your friends about us. Uh, we're, we want to get the news out there. We've got some exciting guests, and we are going to start with our main man, Rory Witt. Rory, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, boys. Great Appreciate to have you. you being here. Appreciate it, Ben. Good seeing you again. It's been a little bit. Joe, pleasure meeting you. Likewise. That's great. Well, hey, Rory, why don't we get started? Why don't you tell us uh, a little bit about yourself, about your, your journey into the fitness industry, uh, what you're doing now, and, and kind of where you want to take it from here. All right. I'll try to make it quick. Um, I always like to tell people where I'm from because it's a town, a small town. But hey, we're in Iowa, like 45 minutes what, uh, southeast of here, um, just on the Iowa-South Dakota border. Uh, grew up there, went to a school called West Sioux High School, um, played a lot of sports, wasn't great at a lot of them, but certainly tried real hard. Uh, went to USF. Um, spent a little time at University of Northern Iowa and then came back to USF and finished my studies up there. Um, love school, love the people. Stayed here in Sioux Falls um, <clears throat> for about a year out of college, and then I moved down to Omaha. I lived with my sister and my brother-in-law, great people, and my brother-in-law got, got me hooked up with uh, Farm Credit Service of America, and I worked there for 12 years, various um, various different positions, salesman, underwriter, things like that. Um, but about five, six years ago, um, I bought into a gym, actually four or five years ago, I bought into a gym, CrossFit Fos. I was going there for two or three years. Um, and it just kind of morphed into what it is now. And right now I'm the manager, um, of, um, Frontier Climbing and Fitness, brand new gym, just opened up on the east side of town, right behind uh, Firehouse Subs on Arrowhead Parkway. Um, and in that, we have CrossFit Fos. It's still there, um, CrossFit Gym. And then we have 12,000 square feet of rock climbing, indoor rock climbing, which is a great addition to Sioux Falls. There's nothing like it. Um, it's way better than I thought it was. I had not rock climbed before. Um, the gym was built and up and going, and we have a different manager there, and he's awesome, knows a lot about everything there is to know about climbing. And then we have the tw- Frontier Fitness is, is our 24-hour facility. So we like to think that we can... We can kind of suit you um, in any way possible. But um, in terms of my journey, it's just being a high school athlete, being a short-term uh, college athlete because you just know it, it's not going to work and, and it's not a good fit. But um, always having a passion for keeping people active. Um, in high school, um, I was always maybe not programming like we do now in a CrossFit gym, but always trying to help people do different things inside the gym, spend a lot of time in there. And then when you're in college, you start to meet a lot of different people going to school like USF. It's very football, football player dominate, dominant and stuff like that. But um, great kids, great people to l- learn things from, just watching strength and conditioning coaches and stuff like that. And you, you learn what to do and learn what, what to do. And when I moved down to Omaha, I had an opportunity to work for a gym down there part-time for a very short period of time. And then um, when I moved back to Sioux Falls, got married, uh, started having kids, it was like, man, I'm missing something rather than just shooting hoops and playing um, playing around in the gym, started doing CrossFit, loved it, became a coach real quick, and it just kind of blossomed from there. And what I figured out, I just, I love people. I love, I love trying to make people better. 
Um, and I did that in my role at farm credit for a long time, but it's like, man, I'd, I'd love to take this to a little bit deeper level. And that's what I feel like we do at, especially the CrossFit side, but frontier climbing and fitness just in general, we're just here to make people a lot better. Awesome. So. Awesome. So go a little bit further. We met at foes. Yep. Uh, and it, what we always talk about was the glue that, yeah. that keeps people there. Yep. And a big part of that, I think, uh, you and another one of the coaches, um, Rachel yep. are are really the faces of that organization, at yep. least at that particular gym, because yep. multiple gyms. Yep, we have yep, CrossFit Fos and Fos West, and That's so right. me and Rachel predominantly run Fos East, as you would call it, and then Megan runs Fos West. So right, yep. yep. So on the east side, the main thing that kept me coming was not only what people talk about in CrossFit all the time, which is the community, mm-hmm. right, and that community is certainly there, but the main thing is the energy, and yep. that's what kept me alive and interested in CrossFit. How do you, you coach at five in the morning. Yep. How do you start your day and have that kind of energy every single day at five in the morning? Yeah. Well, caffeine helps. I mean, that's always (laughs) a big deal, but honestly, like there's days and it's been more, um, it's been more prevalent lately. Um, we, uh, we intertwining life in with this, but, uh, we put my dog down that we had for, uh, she was 13. So I put my dog down. Uh, 10 days ago or something like that. My mornings haven't been the same, right? It's harder mm-hmm. to wake out of bed, get out of bed. I always used to sheets, human, ate human food, make breakfast for her, take her on a quick walk, do the thing and everything like that. And what I've noticed the last 10 days, it's harder for me to get out of bed. But what it's not harder for me to do is once I turn the light on at the gym is like, it's just there. Yeah. And I've done it with caffeine. I've done it without caffeine and anything like that. And you have your regulars, I mean, that expect you to be there to show up and have that energy. That's what they expect out of you. And a lot of those regulars have become my best friends. I mean, that's a big piece. It's kind of bro time, mm-hmm. even though there are women there and it's bro time with the ladies and stuff like that. But you walk in and there's an expectation that, yeah, like this is a super friendly place and, and, and we're great friends and everything, but it's, it's a professional setting where like, I'm here to motivate you to get a little better because honestly, like the, the, the thing for me is these people are paying me, which is kind of crazy to come to a gym. They wake up early too. I mean, that's the thing I wake up and I'm there every day, but most of our 5am, 6am people, they're there three, four, five times a week too. So they're waking up just as early as I am to come see me. I better do a damn good job of motivating you, making sure that, you know, you're doing the best you can. Cause this, I do this all day. I don't work out all day, but I coach people all day. I focus on that. And you're paying me to come here to focus on this for just an hour. I better be really dang good at it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's not like I'm exposed to you the rest of the day. Um, and, I mean, CrossFit gyms aren't the cheapest to go to. So I feel like, yeah, we got to do a little better than your $39 gym or your $69 gym and things like that. So it's just it's just having that mentality every single day. And I, I'm tired more days, you know, or I'm, I'm tired some days more than other days and stuff like that. But it's incredibly motivating to to watch people work really hard and be like, hey, you're putting that in work that work in for me. I better be doing that just as much for you every single day. Mm-hmm. Um, Before we started this conversation, uh, I was I was telling Rory that this this podcast is basically for me, so I'm just <laughs> going to sit back and, and listen to this because uh, I feel like I have. I've never experienced what you're talking about right now. You should come check of, it in, out. In terms of that that community, the the, the motivation to, to get up that early, which is yeah. so funny to talk about because I think that's one of the primary barriers for people is is to be like, oh, man, i got to get up at, yeah, that, get up at 5 a.m. Yeah, that's a terrible. big shift. I mean, that's a huge shift of 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 having to get up and, and wanting to give up, get up. You yeah, know what I mean? Because right. honestly, there's nights that, like, I always check my – I have this – and my wife does too, like that you wake up and, oh shit, my alarm didn't go off. And that's never happened to me. I've been doing 5 a.m. class for five years and I've, I've got there at like 4.50 before 
you know, almost got late, but never been late. But I have this, so I check my my phone. I'm like, gosh, and my my alarm set for three twenty, three fifteen or something like that. And uh, it was a it was a podcast I used to listen to a long time ago. Um, and he always said he he programmed in his phone his his um, his alarm says wake your ass up. So every morning when I wake up and I you know my my alarm's going off, you want to shut it and you you look at it, eyes are barely open. It says wake your ass up. It's like all right, I can wake my ass up, you know, mm-hmm. and things like that. So that's just kind of the mentality of like, all right, just get, and they always say, you know, first five minutes, just do it. And I hit my snooze like everybody else does, but like that first five minutes, you get out of bed, you go to the bathroom and it's like, oh, like I'm good now, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it, it's, it's very rewarding um, to an, I mean, after a while, it's a badge of honor. Like you wake up at what time? And I don't take pride in, I used to take a lot of pride in, oh, I don't sleep a lot. Well, that's not really, you know, you have a wife, you have a kids and stuff, kids like it's, it's not really that prideful anymore, but there is a pride of, I can get up and I can go do that. And I can, there's a lot of guys and and gals, um, that they wake up, they go to the gym and they're home before any, like you, you came home and everything else in your house is exactly the same way you left it. And it's like, yeah, that's pretty awesome because you're not stealing time from your wife, your kids, your faith, your family, nothing that's for you. And that's the biggest thing that I've noticed for people is like you you gotta find by the time you drive there and come back an hour and a half of your day like I could I can I can talk to people for like 10 minutes and be like you don't take any time for yourself and that sucks you know because I take a lot of time for myself sometimes I'm always like hey you can bring some back home because I'll come back home and I'm tired mm-hmm. right you coach an evening class by the time you get home and stuff like that she's like you know you should bring some of that energy that you have at the gym back home I'm like all right so I got to dial that back but like yeah you have to do time you have to take time for yourself otherwise it's like it doesn't have to be by yourself like I have a lot of things that me and my wife enjoy doing together but we do it away from the kids and stuff like that but that's our time you know not I don't think enough people take that it just happens to be that what I hold sacred is the fitness side you know some people like I, I've often thought like I should really join like a good solid like men's Bible study group, and then I'm like, when am I going to do that? Because I'm not willing to give up my fitness stuff. Maybe not the best comparison. It's, it is an interesting psychological barrier. I mean, it's a mind over matter thing, or as somebody else put it once, a mind over mattress thing. <laughs> yeah. About yeah, about doing that. And, right. And and I can see I totally understand what you're saying about it being an empowering thing to, to get up. Mm-hmm. And do it. Right. And commit to doing it. And if, if, if that happens, the reward seems like it would outweigh. It's exponential. It, yeah. Right. There's a, <clears throat> there's a really good guy I listen to sporadically. And he is, he, he interviews a lot of people and stuff like that. And he is fitness oriented, but he's an entrepreneur and he, he quickly dives into business side. But he, he just said last week when I was listening to a podcast, it was like, Here's the thing. If you don't have your fitness, your wellness in order, he's like, the chances of you having the rest of your life in order are very, very slim. He's like, there's people that do it. You know, there's people that are great businessmen. They're great investors. They have a great family. They, they have a great faithful life that they lead. He's like, but that's pretty rare. But if you can, if you can be, if, and it doesn't have to be, I don't have, you don't have to be obsessed with CrossFit or anything like that, but you got to take care of yourself to let everything else kind of take care of it, take care of itself too. Because if you're not taking care of you, like, I mean, what, what are we doing? Like, I, I thought, I think about this all the time that like both my father and my father-in-law, uh, one still farms, the other one did too. Great lineages that they're going to leave for my wife, my kids, my brother-in-laws, my sister-in-laws and stuff like that. But like, if they're dead at like 70, like all that extra energy and everything that you put into it, you know, like what, why did you, 
<clears throat> you should have been working harder on something else so you can be here until you're 90. Like I just told my dad over Thanksgiving, I was my, my daughter Haley is nine months, 10 months. Um, and I was like, you know, it'd be awesome. And he's like, what, you know, how excited. I was like, if you were alive for my daughter's wedding and he's, you can just see it tick while well, she's not even one yet. So 25 years from now, and he's like, well, I'm 90. I'll be 90. I'm like, yeah, that would be pretty awesome. Right. And he's like, yeah, that would be awesome. I was like, okay, so let's make that happen. Like, how do you make that happen? Um, and that's just, as you get older and stuff, it's like, I would have, that conversation with my dad would have never happened 10 years ago. It would have been like, Hey, how you doing? And now it's like, Hey, can you please be alive for my daughter's wedding? It'd be yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff that getting way off topic that, that the gym, the focus of the gym has really given me is, you know, like we are coming to the gym, we're setting back squat PRs and we love to snatch and overhead squat and stuff like that. But it carries over to uh, the mental toughness side of having to grind through a workout. Well, I can probably grind through another couple hours of work if I can ground through another 10 minutes of a workout or, you know, the willingness to put in the work inside the gym carries over to the willingness to put in the work at work um, with your wife and your kids, um, with everything else you do. I think there's some statistic out there that like uh, couples that go to the gym together relatively, meaning that they're a part of the same gym are like 70 some percent more likely to stay married. And that's an insane number when you think about how many people get divorced now. Um, and we've uh, owning a gym, we've had people inside the gym get divorced, but we've had probably for sure more people meet and get married. And I've watched, I mean, me and my wife are a really good example of, I mean, I've always felt like we had a strong marriage, but we kind of have a marriage on a deeper level now. Like, you know what we we're one of those couples that like texts all day like super annoying couples, right? But I'm always like, gosh, what do I do with my day? I text my wife a lot. But we're always texting about stuff that's mutually interest, mutual interests for both of us. And it's not just how are the kids? Did did Johnny get home from school? Okay, how was his spelling test? It's like, hey, you did a great job on your back squat today. Like definitely see that improving. Or you know, did you make sure you ate after you work out because you really pushed yourself harder? And it's like that's stuff that I don't know how I would connect with my wife on that same level. I'm sure I could, and we could probably put in the time, but it's pretty effortless now. She cares about my wellness, my fitness, my nutrition, and everything that goes on, and it just carries over to, like, when I'm super stressed out or she's super stressed out, we just notice it more because it's not just, hey, Ben, you're you're snapping at Sarah more. It's like, hey, Ben, I noticed I noticed that, like, you just didn't look good while you're working out today. Like, you weren't happy. You weren't smiling. You didn't say goodbye to everybody. Like, what was up with that? And it's like, oh, like that just hits you a little harder, mm-hmm. right? And it's just the levels or the layers of of getting to know people, um, you know, wife or friend or stranger off the street that just came to the gym, right? So, so let's. This is I I use I talk about CrossFit all the time mm-hmm. with with my friends or new friends, and the one thing I listen to a lot of CrossFit podcasts as yep. well, and the main thing you you hear through every single podcast is all the other people are weird. They all think we're weird, <laughs> yeah. right? But they're the ones yeah. missing out, right? Right. And I I truthfully believe that. It's exactly what you're talking about. You're talking about discipline. You know, you're mm-hmm. talking about a, a very famous uh, Jason Kalipa talks about AMRAP mentality yep. that you can bring to work, you can yep. bring to family, you can bring anywhere. Yep. So I think everyone else is crazy for not coming in. Right. So there's there's clear inhibitor, inhibitors of keeping people uh, away from the gym or choosing not to come to the gym. Yep. And obviously, you've talked about one. You've talked about the the price. Yep. Right. Um, we've talked about timing mm-hmm. of it. How do you? What What needs to be the narrative to get more people into the gym? So tell us a little bit more about how do you get people to come 
and get rid of, you know, just shed the things that you're actual fearful about yeah. and come to our gym and ex- or any CrossFit gym for that yeah. matter, right? It's a yeah. community of yep. CrossFit. Join any of those communities because right. it there is long-term effects, right? right? And it's all about CrossFit. It's all about functional fitness. Yep. And it's about what you're going to take in here in the gym. You see us doing these crazy Olympic lifts. Yeah. And yeah, you can do that, right? Yep. There's people that yep. do that and they're going to outweigh you or outweight you. Yep. And you have to be humbled by that a little right. bit. Right. However, what people don't understand and that I'm always trying to talk about is the scaling option. Yeah. And people don't get that. They yep. just see CrossFit Games, Matt Fraser, Sarah Sigmund's daughter. I can't even imagine putting 300 pounds on my back, let alone putting it over my head. Right. So those people only see that stuff. Yeah. How do we how do we dive it down and help people understand, create the narrative of just come to the gym yeah, and you'll get hooked. Right. But come to the gym. Right. <clears throat> the thing, you know, that's the, that's the, the give and take or you call it catch 22 or whatever it is about CrossFit is because the same thing that keeps people addicted is the same thing that keeps them kind of t- keeping it at like an arm length away. Cause it is, it's intimidating to, I mean, every, every CrossFit gym does, every gym does it in general anymore. Instagram, you see all these stories, people doing crazy stuff. And, and when I'm trying to market random, you know, Joe comes off the street and he just sits and watches class. He's like, I can't do that stuff. I'm going to go, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to try and get in shape just so I can come to your gym. And it's like, that's not, that's not reasonable to think that that's going to happen. I mean, you haven't been doing anything that's kept you in shape for the last 20 years. Why do you think that just watching this gym, watching us work out for a little bit is going to get you in better shape? But what people do is they look at the Matt Frazers, they look at the Sarah Sigmund's daughter, whatever that is, and they say, well, that's what CrossFit's all about. And it's like, actually, no, you know, we, we call it prescribed is when doing a workout exactly as it's programmed, as the programmer did, or the coach told you to do it. But, you know, only about 10% of the people in our gym every single day, I wouldn't say every single day, do the prescribed workout. So you got 90% of the mass of the people that you're working out with or that you're coaching are scaling or modifying one movement or every movement that's going on. And, and those people, and it it it, it kind of it conflicts me as a coach, but like I enjoy coaching those people more. It challenges me out more as a coach because if you told me that you can't do what I prescribed for, there there's twenty people in the class, and if five of them can do everything that's written up there, those people are really easy to coach because I've already thought about how I'm going to coach them. But if somebody comes off the street and says, you know what, uh, you guys prescribed push-ups today, I can't do a single push-up. Well, it challenges me more as a coach to find something that that gets you the same intensity, that gets you the same output as the guy doing push-ups, but it doesn't make you less of an athlete. It doesn't make you less of a man or a woman or anything like that. What makes you less is like not challenging yourself or even believing in yourself that you can actually do something like that. That's what really frustrates me. It's like God gave us maybe not all the same abilities. Um, you know, everybody's athletically talented. Some people are stronger than others. Other people are more mobile or, you know, they can, they can stretch better or whatever you would call that or however you want to think about that. But I'm fairly certain that like the guy that I believe in gave us all like the same will to, to, to put ourselves through that and be committed to something like that. So it always just kind of is like, man, like I wish you would use what you had to do that. And don't get me wrong. You don't have to, I don't think that everybody is meant to go to CrossFit. I don't meant meant to do certain things but I do think that everybody's meant to keep themselves in a, a physical condition that allows us to do some basic human function like functional fitness is like at the heart of it if you just think about what that is 99% of the people would know what if, if I said CrossFit people would be like yeah I kind of know what they do but if you said functional fitness like most people understand that my mom would understand that you know um 
my my six seven year old would understand what we mean. You know, pick things up, put them down, stand up and sit down, jump and be able to, you know, physically recover from doing that stuff. Like that's actually what we do. We do a lot of fun stuff on top of that. That, but man, like if if you can't like um, me and another buddy are starting to create these videos that are for at home workouts. And one of the things that I programmed the other day was sit and stands. So it's fifteen times sitting and standing. Sit in a chair. Stand up, sit in a chair, stand up. Followed up with a lady who did that. And she said, I'm so sore, so sore. I'm like, well, how many times do you think you sit and stand out of your chair every day at work? She's like, probably 10. Yeah, and you just did 15 of those in a minute. She's like, I mean, yeah, well, you're going to be sore. I'm sorry. And actually you did 45 of them because I had to do three rounds of it. And and somebody like her, you could either take that. And this we talked about before the podcast is like longevity, member longevity. And that same person can either be motivated by the outcome of those 15 sit and stands or they can be terrified because they're so sore. So being sore can either motivate you or terrify you. And what's sad is I feel like we're catering a little bit. Um, and this is me personally, what I believe. I think we're catering a little bit to allowing people to be scared. To, to not do things. And it's just not fitness. It's a lot of other things, right? But I think we're just allowing people to take the easy way out of a lot of different things. Um, and it's, and the, <clears throat> that's, and being a guy that works in fitness, like that's the first thing I think about. I'm like, at what point, I mean, I know that like our, our um, average age would people die. What am I thinking of? What What is that actually called? Like our mortality rate? Morta- well, mortality age. Age. Uh, Life expectancy. Life expectancy. There it is. See, there yes. it is. The Thank deep, you. sexy I'm, voice I'm glad, comes. I'm glad I could Jobo Mueller's <laughs> <Yeah>. here. <laughs> but I know, like, there's studies that say our life expectancy is going up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but uh, is that because our medical world is just getting better at things? What? I would like to know at like <clears throat> the age at which people are, and I'm sure that somebody knows this, are able to stop caring for themselves. Like I want that number to, to go up exponentially. Like I know 65 year old men that 10 years ago they they were unable to to drive themselves around or get themselves off the toilet or wipe their own butt. Like that stinks. Like I'm 36, so if, to think that I 19 years from now I'm going to de- depend on my wife or kids or whoever that is for the rest of my life. But so if I'm 55 and that starts happening, I honestly don't want to live to be 90. Like I want to be the weird guy that's like, you know, oh, neighbor Rory over there, he's still driving around. He's 96 years old. And somebody be like, why is that? And it's like, well, it doesn't have to be, oh, because he did CrossFit. But it could be like, well, because he put, put a lot of time and energy into caring for himself when he was 36 years old so he could be great grandpa. You know, like listen to a podcast the other day. I listened to a lot of them. But the guy was like 92 and he's a great, great grandpa. And the guy asked him, he's like, what? I mean, like military vet, just a just a badass, okay? And the guy was like, what are you most proud of? He's like, I have a great-great-granddaughter. Like, that's what I'm most proud of. And it's like, I, I hope to be that man someday that can be like, all those accomplishments in my life, great, but I held my great-great-granddaughter and it was awesome. Mm-hmm. I worked my butt off. I did everything in my life so I could hold my great-great-granddaughter. It's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, that is. I mean, it's such so, a, it's, it's that motivating factor of, of thinking through that. And as you're, as you're talking about this and you're talking about functional fitness, I'm, I'm thinking about my mom who's mm-hmm. in her 70s, and, uh, and and she's really prioritized her, her physical health in her life. And, and it was born out of, uh, you know, she early on when she was in her early 30s, late 20s, she was having kids and, and doing that whole thing and, um, and, and just felt her health changing and, and, and just physically and mentally and everything. And, and that's when she started to work out regularly and exercise regularly and has done that ever since really yeah. uh, really faithfully 
And so as you're describing functional fitness, I'm, I'm thinking about how when my mom comes to visit, she can play with our kids, with her granddaughters. Yeah. And she's, she's on the floor and she's yeah. up and she's moving with the kids. And she, you know, we'll go swimming together and she's like doing cannonballs mm-hmm. in the pool. Like the woman can move. And I'm yeah. so used to that observing my mom for all these years that I forget that when you, when, when we don't focus on these things, you get into your fifties or sixties and suddenly you just can't, yeah, you can't move. Yeah. And that's naturally going to happen. Right. But if you think about like that instance of your mom, it'd be interesting to, for you to ask her and be like, you know, at what point did it not become work to do that? Like, I I mean, there's days I wake up and I'm like, I don't want to work out today, you know? And, and, but it, it's just innate. Like I, I got to do it, and and I and you don't really always have to know why you're doing it, but you're just doing it. And I'm, I'd be curious to know, talking to somebody like your mom, be like, you know, how many hours a week do you work out? And it just, it's just something you do. I mean, it's just like getting up and sitting on the toilet, right? It's, it's got to happen. And 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 the benefits. I, I love watching that stuff. Like as I go to my like go to the Midco Aquatic Center and go, um, it's it's it, like the dynamic of that place or any place like that is crazy because there's parents that are. 35 years old and are either I'll call them lazy but they're either unmotivated lazy or they're not able to swim with their kids so I mean your kids are like five or six years old and you can't get in the pool with them you don't feel good in a swimsuit okay I get it whatever but you can be fully clothed and get in there with them and then you compare that to your mom who's doing all that stuff 40 years 50 years later maybe and it's like man why can she do that it's not just because Oh, she was blessed with this or this. No, she put in a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot yeah. of energy, and like the commitment to do that. If you're not willing to do that for yourself, like, are you willing to actually be that committed for somebody else? I, and so this brings up an interesting point because there's probably people listening who m- maybe you're there. Yeah, and 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 so it brings in this other component of of probably feeling shame or feeling uh, somehow for whatever reason, I, I, I'm so far gone or I, yeah. I, I, I'm just so far behind. I, I can't even start, you know, I can't even, I don't even know where to start. And, uh, what do you say to the, what do you say to the folks who, who feel that way? Who, yeah. are, who are 35 and they're like, man, I, I can't do what I used to do 10 yeah. years ago. And I think uh, to go a step further right before you go there, I'm with Joe. I completely agree. I think there's a, I think there's a larger population out there. Yeah. So what can men or women do today? whether it's nutritional or whether it's doing something functional around the house mm-hmm. or what, what are some easy steps you can make at home or at work that can get them up and moving again? Yeah. And that's, you know, I, I, I'm overpassionate sometimes and I feel like sometimes the way I talk, I'm like, I don't mean to diminish the people that either don't, don't have that, that haven't put in the work yet, but you know, the, the easy answer to that is like, um, it, and it's something that my high school coach always said to me. It was like, is this day one or one day? Like, What's your mentality? Is this going to either be day one where you get off the couch and you start working on, on making progress? Or is it just going to be, hey, I listened to that podcast like a year ago and that really motivated me. And one day, one day I'm going to start changing things. Um, and and the, it is, it's super, I remember the first day I walked into a CrossFit gym. I was like, man, like I'm never going to be able to do some of the stuff these guys are doing. But you know what I did is that I just, I just started talking to them and I just started uh, becoming friends with them. And it's like, man, you know, I, the, the easiest thing to do is create those relate sometimes the hardest thing, but create relationships that you just want to come, keep coming back to. And that, that's what kept me coming to the gym more than anything. Like I know dang well, there's guys that, 
um, one guy in general, like there's just days he wakes up and he doesn't want to come, but we'll give him so much crap if he isn't at the gym that day. And it's like, he's like, I just don't really want to put up with that. And it's not like peer pressure in a negative way. It's getting him up and, and, and making him get it. But the, the biggest thing, like you don't have to go to a gym. Like you hundred percent don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to tell anybody that you're doing it. Like I always think, you know, I referenced, uh, my dog earlier, but, but the, thing that that dog always gave me was just a little bit of push like she wanted to wake up and go for a walk and like that's what I needed right so it's fine so you don't have to tell the whole world like we don't got to post it on Instagram I'm starting my exercise routine today but wake up five minutes before you normally do put on your winter coat because it's cold in South Dakota and and force yourself just to be a little bit uncomfortable walk around the block twice right and then that's going to kind of set you up to win today. The next day, walk around the block twice, but go reverse, right? Do something different. And then maybe by week two, you can go three times around the block. And what that's going to do is it's going to feed into just just being okay, you know, be comfortable being uncomfortable. And, and being uncomfortable is a relative term. Like, it was a little uncomfortable for me to come here and and say, oh, I'm, I'm going to record this podcast. Like, it was almost a little bit uncomfortable with me telling my wife, like, I'm pretty excited to do it because I like to talk. Right. But it was a little bit uncomfortable. But because I'm so used to different stimuluses in my life making me uncomfortable, it was kind of like, you know, it's going to be a little uncomfortable. I got to see Ben. I got to meet Joe. And, you know, and, and they're guys that like, obviously, I'm, I, it's just fun to sit here and kind of shoot the crap for a little bit. And so it's like asking people like, is there th- I mean, there's people that go throughout their days never getting uncomfortable. It's why people probably stay at jobs longer than they think they should. It's why people have some unhealthy relationships, either with their spouse or whoever it is. Um, I think it's a lot, lot of reason. And I'm, I'm, I'm probably, I could speak to it for a long time of why people aren't willing to further their faith. Cause it's super uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable to not want to, not want to just keep everything in here and not let it go out. But the more that I do, that's uncomfortable. It's just easy to, to constantly be in that place that like, and it it just doesn't seem that exciting of a life to me just to to live in in this like glass jar that you're okay like oh i make good money we drive nice cars we live in the house that i never dreamed that we could like that's awesome but that's not real success in my opinion um well and isn't it so it's so satisfying and inspiring to watch people m- move into that sort of discomfort when mm-hmm. you watch people overcome some of that yeah and and i think it's so empowering too you're talking about just going outside in the winter and yeah and and just like i can do it i can right go for a walk when it's cold yeah which sounds silly to say (laughs) yeah but that's so often like oh it's so cold out i just don't even want to go outside yeah these little teeny barriers that seem so big psychologically but when you go out and do it it's 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 an empowering thing even Mm -hmm. if it's a little thing yeah. And so I appreciate what you said, what you said about just like that, that was a win for today. Yeah. Well, and the crazy thing is, cause it like, and then watch your kids want to come with you and then want, watch your kids try to push you to do Oh, like, Oh, can I take my bike today? And then you're like, Oh gosh, that means we might have to go six blocks. <laughs> yeah. You can bring your bike, buddy. You might wipe out cause it's icy outside. But like, that that's the most rewarding thing for me is like my kids, um, they're, they're little gym rats and it's not like they're in there slinging barbells around, but like, I, I just came from the gym when I came here and when I left, we were trying to peel, um, my seven year old off from playing, you know, catch the football in there. My, uh, fourth, almost four year old is zooming around on like a little strider bike. And my nine month old girl does not know. I, I swear like just 
you bring her to the gym and she's always she's always happy because her mom's a, a wonderful woman and takes really good care of her. But um, but she just loves everybody there. Like it's just kind of like her second home. And I'm not saying the gym has to be your second home, but like it's pretty awesome that I'm blessed to be in a position that my kids can kind of live at the place that I work every single day. Yeah, that's a that's a big blessing. But we've also incorporated that and ingrained that in our kids like it's not like i've seen kids that are like i don't want to go with you to the gym mom and dad i want to sit here and have screen time and yeah my kids have screen time at the gym sometimes because it's not always convenient for me to to be wrestling with them and stuff but they don't even think twice and i'm convinced that as like my oldest braxton he has the like there is going to be no doubt like he doesn't have to do crossfit but i expect him to be running around being active shooting hoops with his buddies and stuff like that and and to you know to keep rolling with that, like super proud dad moment. Like my, he got, he got a plaque or like a, a little piece of paper that they sent home. He got a kindness award at school and, and his teacher called my wife earlier in the week and just said how accountable he is like oh, for a first grader. He's super accountable. And it, it like made my wife cry. She's like, Oh, we're, we're raising this like great little boy that's going to grow into this man. And, and I'm selfish because I'm all like, I'm super passionate about the gym. And I just want to be like, you know why he's so accountable? And cause he's so kind. Cause he learns that at the gym. <laughs> that's not the <laughs> truth, but that's not the truth. But you're just like, we are ingraining little things and it's not me. That's the other cool part is, um, is that like my best friends like help me raise my kid. Like Taylor, one of my best friends, like he doesn't even notice it, but he'll scoop up my daughter and he'll walk around the gym. And there's not very many people in this world. Like my mom can't even hold my daughter for longer than like two or three minutes. She'll start crying. But we call him Uncle Taylor, even though he's not my uncle. Her, they're my kid's uncle, but scoops him up. And Haley's just like, hey, dude, like good to see you again. You know, and that's pretty cool. Like the fostering of a community and a culture that is just kind of raising my family. That reminds like me that. of something you said earlier about God equipping us to do things, to do hard things. Parenting is one of those things, you know, and... um and so I'm curious about that for you in, in your work. Like, how do you yeah. think, how does your faith incorporate into what you do? Like, how, how does that inform opening up a new business during a pandemic? Like, yeah. you know, you've, you've done a lot of hard things, parenting, opening up a new business, CrossFit, all this stuff. Um, I, I just think that, like, the, um, the glue, the sticky stuff that you talked about earlier, I was raised in a, in a, by parents that, I mean, it was just a fact. Like you, I don't care what you did Saturday night. If, if, if you had a late basketball game, if you had a sleepover at your buddy's house, but uh, church at nine a.m. Like you're there, and if you're not there, I remember one Sunday my I try I worked a, a at a grocery store. And I was like, man, the easy way to get an extra ten hours a week is just work a ten hour Sunday. And I remember my dad walking into the to the grocery store. And he never really said anything like too harsh to me, but he's like, hey, just letting you know this isn't acceptable. I'm like you know, you are supposed to be in church right now. Like this is not acceptable. And like that, that just kind of ingrained. So them ingraining that, that type of faith mentality, I'm not outwardly, um, the most, um, outspoken faith oriented person you ever met, but I have my ideals in here. And one of the things that it taught me that I've always taken away is like, never, never underestimate what something, what, what someone else is going through. So you could, Ben could have a smile on at the gym today, um, working his butt off. And then when he walks out that door, um, you know, if, 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 if I don't say, Hey Ben, have a good day on his way out, you know, I can usually sense if it's a, it's a big wave and like a big smile, or if it's just, he throws his hand up and kind of walks out and, and follow up with him and be like, Hey, like this might be a big deal. This might not be a big deal, but like notice maybe you were a little off today. And, and that's what the faith side, faith side, uh, and correlating to that to the fitness, because you've allowed me 
by, by coming to my classes and allowing me to be a coach. You've allowed me to reach out to you and have those conversations, even though you don't know it, right? Like we've we, like, um, yeah. I mean, I, I comment on how your butt looks when you squat. I, I feel like I'm allowed to say, Hey, is everything okay? Um, you know, and it's stuff like that. So it's like, that's where if I, if I did, if I wasn't grounded in either my ideals or my faith or whatever that was, like I could just easily just say, uh, whatever, I don't really care. But, you know, he still pays his membership. He still shows up to class. But like, it's that little bit of like, no, Rory, like you got to reach out to them. And sometimes I forget. And then the next day they come, I'm like, God dang it. Like I did not follow back up with that person. Or you miss the gym for three days, which is totally off for you. Like what's going on? Yeah. And that's how I found out, you know, during this COVID stuff, how, cause you, the hardest thing about COVID for me has been, um, how, I mean, the gym was closed for a while and like I could sense like the mental health of some of our members declining. And the fact that if it's our government, if it's it's just whoever it is, doesn't recognize that that your your gym or your fitness facility is more is is more of a, a necessity than McDonald's. Like that is that was one of the biggest struggles for me. Like somebody posted like, this gym is closed, but this McDonald's is open. Tell me what's wrong with America. Like, you don't even have to be you don't have to go to the gym daily to realize that that's pretty twisted, right? And and that's and that's where it's like, man. That just COVID just it made me struggle because you can have your political battles about it or whatever it is, but like it really screwed with people's heads. Like I didn't know how to react to stuff. Our gym was closed. My work, I was still working at my former job when COVID hit. Like I didn't, I didn't know how any of that was gonna go. And and if I wasn't surrounded by this community, or this group, or this culture of people, it's like I think I would. I, I who I call myself pretty. I'm I'm well put together mentally. I think anyways. There was days I'd lay in bed and I'd just be like, where where are we headed? And, and if I didn't have people picking me up and allowing me to pick other people up, I don't know what, I don't think anything drastic would have happened, but I don't think I would have been able to sit here and just be like, yeah, I mean, we're, we're fine. So Well, among a lo- lots of things that I've learned today, uh, w- one of the most inspiring for me is to hear you guys talk about the, the fitness is like the first layer of this, but, yeah. but really it's this, it's a sort of deeper community relationship building accountability thing that's really I didn't. I guess I didn't really get that until today. I, I think uh, I think a lot of CrossFit gyms uh, around there are these little temples of faith and community. I mean, you don't have to talk. There's no there's no religion that's part of CrossFit, right? Anyone and everyone is welcome. But what what church does is it brings people together to create community, and you become accountable to those people. And then you start to have deep conversations and then you genuinely start loving these people. Yeah. And if you can create any kind of business that is going to create community and then accountability and then love, and you can start mm-hmm. talking like that, like saying the word, I love you. How uncomfortable is that? Yeah. Right. Yeah. But you can say that to people in that gym Yep. and, and, and gyms across the world, the world, especially when it comes to CrossFit, because you're all going through this hellish workout together right you have to be vulnerable you're going to be sweaty someone might see your navel right right might right. see a butt crack or see you fail exactly right. see you fail That's... you're all doing this together you start creating this bond that becomes eternal yeah and then you can start having conversations about faith about religion, about politics yeah. about how I don't like my mom or I'm really struggling with my my marriage or, mm-hmm. or like for me, like I, I was in the middle of 
my gym experience and I was absolutely hating my job, I felt like I could tell people like Rory and people that I was working out with next to that each and every day. Yeah. But it also gave me something to look forward to. Right. And that's what CrossFit is good at doing. It is, it's great at doing. It's great at creating community and creating a loving space where people can be vulnerable and have what I call crucial conversations. Yeah. And that's what we need to be doing more of. Yeah. All right. As we're wrapping up here, uh, I have a proposition for you, Rory. Oh, I'm ready. You coach me. Yep. And in six months, we'll have you back on mandate. All right. And, and then we'll you can do all it. the talking. Right? What do you think? I'm down. Joe, you're going to love it. I used to, uh, I worked, at, I joined at the same time another gentleman that was just like, build exactly like you. And man, to watch him, remember Ramos? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just yeah. like Joe. Yep. And to watch him grow and start to fall in love and be, he was very quiet, mm-hmm. right? Because he felt uncomfortable. And then he just started to just blow yeah. up and just loved it. I think it, it's exactly what you should be doing. You're well, going to love it. Because you you're accountable and you like, you like not thinking about the workout. That's what got me into CrossFit was I don't have to program it. I don't yeah. have to think. I just go and work. Right. You like that too. We worked out together for a little bit. Yes, absolutely. You love that. Absolutely. And, and I've also reached a, a point. I'm 40 years old. Okay. So this is a critical moment in my life yeah. of thinking about how the next 10 years goes and 20 years and whatever. And it's, and it's, so I feel some motivation for that reason. Yeah. So it's not necessarily just about like bulking up and, you know, doing all that. It's more about like, Hey, when I, when I turn, uh, while I'm walking, I don't want to throw my back out. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> well, and I look at you and I'm, you know, like the, the thing that I'm always going to remember, the, the story that you have got your mom. I mean, I look at you and I, like my challenge to you would be like, you willing to be outworked by your mom? You know, oh, like, oh, so like, but you that know, if, if she's one. 73 chasing her grandkids around, I mean, are you going to be 73 chasing your grandkids around or Rory? Rory. Here, this is, <laughs> yeah. so good. All right. But, so Rory, Joe is customer number one. Customer, number, customer one. number one. Yep. So he'll okay. be there Monday. He'll be there Monday. Yeah. Who else is going to be there on Monday? How do we find you? Where, where uh, do we Where do we get you? So lots of options. Um, and and that's the great part about our new gym setup. But uh, uh, FrontierClimbingAndFitness.com. Actually, it's FrontierClimbing.com. You can go there, um, check us out. Uh, Instagram. There's Frontier Climbing. Uh, there's Frontier Performance. You can find us there. And then there's also CrossFit Fo. So it's CrossFit and then PHOS. Um, and you can find us a million different places. Um, yeah. Um, reach out to Ben, to Joe. I mean, you'll find us. And, and the great, the great thing is, is, um, we just built this big new gym and there's plenty of space for some new people in there. Um, and things like that. And I'm ready for Joe to be, to be there Monday. Yeah. I'm really, the, the, I've been over to the new facility. It looks awesome. And, uh, and you're exactly right. What you said at the top of the show about that, that rock climbing gym is, is essential for Sioux Falls. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it is really cool. So well yeah. done getting that. Up Thanks. I, I mean, my co-owners, I did, uh, Wade, especially he's, he did a lot of work, uh, getting that facility and that business up and running and we're ready to, we're ready to roll with it. COVID, you can definitely tell there's some trepidness or is it, that's a word. Trepidation. 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 There right. you go. Trepidness. USF, USF educated, <laughs> educated. individual here. Well, but <laughs> the trepidation, like people do not want to get out of their normal routine. They don't want to expose themselves to new people, but I am convinced I mean, we've had some people get COVID in the gym, but I'm convinced that healthy people don't spread it at the same rate or whatever that is, or or we just don't get it, or maybe we're just so weird that we all we do is hang out with each other. 
Um, and so we don't get it out of our bubble, but, uh, COVID's definitely struck, struck the business a little bit, but we're ready to grow. And the climbing gym is insane. It's fun for I, my dad's 65 and he climbed up that wall and it was really fun. And my, my boy is third three and he goes up the same wall. So it's super, it's super fun. So, well, thanks for being here with us today, Rory. It's been awesome talking to you. Um, Ben, I know some folks are going to want to know how to reach out to us and him. How yep. can they do that? Yep, no question. So check us out uh, at Mandate Pod. Uh, that's on Instagram. Uh, or you can shoot us a line. Uh, if you've got a good idea of people we need to be reaching out to and have on the show or or you've got uh, some requests for us, we want to hear about it. So check us out. Uh, send us a line at mandate.pod at gmail.com. Obviously, like, subscribe. Tell your friends about us uh, so we can get the word out uh, and we can let more people know not only about uh, a business here in Sioux Falls, uh, but uh, some topics that men won't talk about or don't talk about. We want to talk about it. So check us out. Check out Frontier. Check out CrossFit Foes. Check out Rory. uh, And uh, we'll see you next time.